0: Welcome once again nerds to the news. This week's episode we have new music promised from Metal Titans. We also have iPhone 15 giveth and also taketh away. Jonathan Hickman's new ultimate universe just keeps growing. Longtime nerd favorite TV series might be getting a reboot? Question mark. Writers strike seems to come to an end. We'll talk about that. Plus is the MCU getting a soft reboot? What does that mean and is it like We'll get into all of this and so much more this week in the news. All right. Housekeeping it is then. Uh, This week in the housekeeping section, uh, there are a couple of things that we must discuss. First and foremost, we are approximately six weeks away from the off season, which means we're going to be switching to a live format, which actually, Um, might be perfect timing for me to finally start streaming Mortal Kombat uh, because I haven't been able to stream anything since the game launched. We will talk a lot about Mortal Kombat, well, a bit about Mortal Kombat uh, in today's episode, as well as uh, making up for the fact that we did not do, speaking of housekeeping, we did not do a shout-out show or a That Just Happened last week because, wow, and I still haven't even gotten the shout-out show and the That Just Happened episode posted from two weeks ago, because it's not done editing, uh, because it's just been a stupid couple of weeks as far as work goes, so kinda it is what it is. So an extra long shout-out show, and that just happened this week. Uh, you should be expecting those hopefully by the end of the week, uh, or by the end of the weekend is probably more appropriate. Um, What else do we have in? Oh yeah, so of those six weeks, we will be getting a disruption. It's very possibly going to be two of those six weeks. We might be getting two disruptions. Uh, The second one though might line up just right so it's the week that we're going to be taking off between the regular season and the off season. But uh, at the very least, either the week of the 25th or the week of Halloween is going to be getting, getting disrupted because I have, Plans. (laughs) I have uh, a life to live and and, uh, honestly trying to get interviews with musicians. So that's the big reason why. Even if I'm not getting the interviews, I'm still going to the shows. So we will have a truncated version of the show that week. Uh, Again, not sure exactly which one's going to be affected, though one of them is going to be affected. Very likely the week of Halloween, just because Halloween as well. Anyway, uh, I think that is... Oh, and also one last thing for housekeeping Uh, we are coming into October speaking of Halloween which means all of our suggestions starting next week are going to be horror themed so that's going to be a whole hell of a lot of fun just so that you are aware that is what is coming down the pipe and that is all we have for housekeeping so let's hit the news in the music section this week we have Some huge metal acts going on tour together. We're gonna talk about that. We also have another huge metal act announcing new music coming in the not too distant future, as well as another huge metal act reissuing his first solo. All of that plus new music and tours and stuff. So let's do the music section. No follow-ups, no corrections to make from last week but we do have a whole slew of new music. Normally, this is odd. The last couple of years have been playing out a little bit differently when it comes to new music because generally speaking, people don't release new music towards the end of the year because they save it up and start releasing it after the new year because it used to be, it's not definitely changing, uh, this part of the industry is changing these days, but it used to be, you didn't wanna put out music at the end of the previous year because then your newest outing is from last year as soon as the calendar switches over. So you hold on and release it in January or February because then when you're booking your tour to support the new music, you can say, oh yeah, we got this fresh record that just came out in January, just came out in February, just came out sometime this year and not last year. I know it's super silly semantics but that is legitimately why new music used to not get really released towards the end of the year. It was reserved for holiday music specifically. That's kind of a little inside baseball for the music industry. Anyway, it seems to once again not be a thing uh, anymore. (laughs) So let's talk about some new music. Uh, First up is one that we're going to have to follow up on because I totally forgot to double check my notes before I came up to film and there was an announcement for a new Sum 41 song that was supposed to release today as I'm filming this. I did not go back and listen to said Sum 41 song so honestly we might turn that into a reaction video proper Uh, but no I didn't do it. So, yeah. We've got plenty other new music. Don't you fret. Uh, Let's move on, shall we? We have another track from Dead Icarus. If you don't remember, this is the new project from Alex Varkatsis, the former uh, primary vocalist for Atreyu, is now doing his own side project called Dead Icarus. The name of this song is The Vultures Circle. Uh, He just signed a distribution deal with MNRK Heavy. So they're going to be distributing his new album. It should be out sometime 2024. Uh, But uh, as far as this song goes, Alex said in an interview that he feels like this is potentially the heaviest song he's ever been a part of. And I would tend to concur. This is a stupid, heavy song as far as his previous outings go, as far as like hardcore music goes. Uh, this is really damn heavy. This is definitely as, I don't know, Long live is a super heavy track. Just that riff that That riff in the long live track is a pretty heavy riff so that was for a long time one of my favorite heavier things that uh, alex had been a part of and now i don't know this might be taking the cake so uh definitely a recommend if you like the heavy you like the hardcore you like the metal core then uh, dead icarus is kind of where it's at i feel like Next up is a new band called The Defiant. Uh, they've released a couple of tracks previous to this, but this new one is called Where Were You? And I kinda, at this point, can't continue to ignore this band. Uh, this band is made up of many, many parts of nostalgia bait. So let's go over that real quick. We got Mighty Mighty Boston singer Dickie Barrett, as well as drummer Pete Parada from The Offspring, Greg Camp from Smash Mouth on guitar, Johnny Ryu uh, from Street Dogs on bass, and Joey LaRocca from The Briggs on guitar and keyboards. A new album is out October 27th. It's called If We're Really Being Honest. It's coming from Side One Dummy Records, and this Sounds like the amalgamation of all of those bands. If you like that 90s, the late 90s, early aughts kind of alternative scene, a little bit of ska, a little bit of uh, bubblegum punk, and a whole lot of fun, then this song isn't exactly that, because this is like the ballad song from the record but this is the appropriate ballad song from the record of a band made up of members from all of those other bands. So absolute nostalgia bait if you're an older millennial or a younger Gen Xer and 100% recommend because that's right up my alley. So Cannibal Corpse's new record just dropped which means we're getting new music from Cannibal Corpse. This is the uh, title track from the new record called Chaos Horrific and yep, it's Cannibal Corpse. Uh, It sounds like they are trying to stay experimental even in their advanced years in the death metal scene but it's still very obviously a cannibal corpse track so if you don't like that sound if you don't like your music to be a self-contained horror movie every song then this isn't going to do anything to change your mind because this is exactly that but if that's what you're looking for you are going to have a blast this is some of the better stuff i feel like cannibal corpse has put out for some time but still it's cannibal corpse Next, uh, we have, speaking of, yep, that's that band, we have Five Finger Death Punch releasing a new song, or a new video for the song Judgment Day. It's off their last record, which came out last year. Oh, there's that phrase again. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it came out last year, new Five Finger Death Punch song, and it, yeah, that's Five Finger Death Punch. This is not breaking any new ground. It is a really meaningful, like lyrically meaningful song, and like the message behind what they're saying is definitely one that deserves to be heard, but, oh, still five finger death punch, so still kinda, eh. And then Dear Lord, uh, uh, kind of on the same kick of, yep, that's that band, this is one where I wish they would kind of maybe have gone in a different direction. Avenged Sevenfold has released a new single off of their uh, very divisive new record called Mattel. Mattel is the name of the new song, not the new record. Either way, the Mattel song and the video. So seriously, what the hell did I just watch with that video? This is probably one of the more coherent tracks off of the record, so if you're curious what modern Avenged Sevenfold sounds like and you haven't really listened to them for some time, then this is probably the better song to start on. But, I mean, if if your idea of good Avenged Sevenfold is, say, Waking the Fallen, "Sounding the Seventh Trumpet, Backcountry, this is not a song for you. Maybe go elsewhere for your new music, because you're not going to find what you're looking for here. And then Nickelback has released a new single, uh, finally, I guess. I don't know. The name of the track is High Time, uh, but like yes i know that they're singing about certain things that would relate to that title but the overall sound of the music they're making in this they have finally just wholeheartedly leaned into that pop country sound that they've kind of been building towards for some time which is very interesting because i think like wasn't it a couple of singles ago they were coming out and like the heaviest song that nickelback has ever written which still was basically just light active rock and now they're just completely abandoning that sound I don't know if you're not a fan of Nickelback if you are one of the many people who just really loves to hate on them then you probably are not going to like this however most people who say that kind of stuff secretly like Nickelback so if you're into pop country here you go this is actually a very well written song because Chad Kroger does that and uh, you're gonna probably keep this on rotation for some time next is uh, another track that was announced before actually released and that is the new P.O.D. track called Drop. This one is super noteworthy because it features vocalist Randy Blythe from Lamb of God as a guest vocalist. And to which I say, why was that needed? Uh, Sonny Sandoval and Randy Blythe's vocal uh, styles are very, very different. Uh, The two bands, P.O.D. and Lamb of God, very, very different. Um, So, usually that is a mixture for something cool if done correctly. I just don't think it was executed super well here because Randy is only, he doesn't even get a full verse to himself. Usually when you have a vocal guest, you have a verse set aside for them and maybe you share the choruses or you go back and forth on chorus or something along those lines, but we kind of got the chorus thing, but not really the verse thing, and it just feels super underutilized. Still a very good track as far as pod stuff goes, but eh. <laughs> new blink 182 stop the presses they've finally released new music again uh, this is actually i think the third single off of the new record which is coming out next year uh, this is the name of the song before i get too far one more time i was expecting some daft punk definitely not what i got this is the ballad song once again uh, from the the record and I feel like Tom DeLonge finally learned how to sing, at least for the first half of this song. He's really not in that nasal registry, like, where are you, and I'm so... like really get a minimal amount of his nose, and I think that's a win either way. On the topic of covers I didn't know I needed, Dolly Parton teaming up with Linda Perry. So the actual songwriter of the original song is be, is guested on this, because Dolly Parton's Rockstar record, she had to do Rockstar songs, and she did What's Up, which is the song that you might remember He-Man sings in that viral meme video, but there was actual a 90s very huge hit, where uh, the Linda Perry, the vocalist for the band Four Non Blondes, screams out, hey, yeah, 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 uh, that's the song. And Dolly Parton does, like, a ballad version of it here, and it couldn't be more awesome, I feel like. This is just, like, I really wanna listen to the rest of this Dolly Parton Rockstar record. I believe she's released a couple other singles that I'm actively gonna go seek once I'm done editing this week's video. And kind of a theme here for the new music section this week, we have another new one from a 90s blow up artist, and that is the Chemical Brothers. Uh, Chemical Brothers, the name of the song is Skipping Like a Stone. It features Beck doing some vocals and some things and stuff. And 90s techno style still freaking works for me, man. Uh, This is definitely not in the same vein of like Hey Boy uh, or any of their really big ones from the 90s, but... It's a solid and very well done song. Uh, If you are looking for something to kind of whet your palate and you got to get a little bit of that metal taste out of there, then this is a good direction to go. Chemical Brothers is always a win, so go check out the new track, Skipping Like a Stone. Uh, Going a little bit further back than the 90s, we've got some new music from Depeche Mode. My favorite stranger is the name of this song, and uh, I mean, if you don't like Depeche Mode, I think you might be broken. These guys are simply amazing. With the loss of their keyboard player a couple years back, uh, I think it was actually a little over a year ago now, uh, I, I really wasn't expecting new music this soon, but here we are, and this track is, I mean like there's a lot of there's a lot of sonic throwbacks things that like you'll recognize from say Violator or other other previous albums like just tonally but like this is great this is awesome this is what pop music should freaking be go check out the new Depeche Mode because everyone should Uh, And then totally random new music this week uh, from Napalm Records. It's a band called Death Dealer Union. The name of the song is Ill Fated. And... I don't... No, man, Yeah, the YouTube algorithm always suggests r- oftentimes very random and awesome uh, music to me. This time, oof, not so much. The production on this song really sounds like if In This Moment came out in 1986. That's, that's roughly where the sound is on this. And In This Moment is a very singular band, and so anyone who's kind of derivative of them is just not very good, and that's kind of where this band sits. So I would say, yeah, maybe steer clear until they put out something a little more quality. And then the Calisdell Boys, one of my favorite new bands, has put out another brand new track called Pushing the Pink Envelope. It's kind of about what you think it's about. And uh, any issues I may have had with the last single not being a sonic direction that I was expecting them to go in are very much assuaged by this one because Wow, the the variety of sounds these guys can put out is amazing. And is that a breakdown that I just heard? Eh, no, not quite. But it's almost, almost a breakdown. And I think that's a win either way as well. Okay. So, new music out of the way, let's jump into tours and festivals. We got a couple of big, interesting pieces for tours. Uh, First up is Meshuga has just announced a European tour with support from Halo Effect and Mantar. Don't know who the hell Mantar is, but Halo Effect is kind of like In Flames uh, because all of the members, or most of the members anyway, used to be in In Flames at one point. So, uh, and they've been putting out solid single after solid single so it's pretty awesome that they're able to go out with Mashuga because Mashuga doesn't put out bad music. They put out like the, uh, uh, a quote-unquote bad Mashuga track is like uh, say a 7 out of 10 whereas bad music for the average metal band is like a four or a three out of ten so even yeah their bad stuff is better than most people's good stuff so uh but yeah they're going through europe it starts march 7th in budapest uh runs through march 28th in cologne i could not find a link to tickets so uh you're just gonna have to go to mashuga's website and get tickets that way i don't believe they are on sale just yet though uh, i could be wrong so definitely double check that for me <laughs> from From there, though, we have another new announcement. Actually, this is a continuation of a tour that is currently ongoing, and that is Static X and Seven Dust. Uh, We got a second leg announced for the Machine Killer Tour. It's a US tour starting February 1st in Myrtle Beach, running through February 27th in Newport, Kentucky. Once again, this is the second leg, because they are currently on tour together i'm going do you have your tickets uh so yeah that's what we got for uh, tours and festivals let's move into some regular ass News in regular as news. We have a very quick update on the situation for Motionless and White. Uh, just yesterday, they had to cancel a show in Albuquerque, New Mexico, uh, and it's because Chris Motionless, the vocalist for the band, is having some uh, bronchial issues. He has a uh, bronchial infection, to be more specific. So, in order to help that heal, because that's never fun. That is a lot of pain for a vocalist. In order to help that heal, he is on vocal rest they are supposedly going to be picking up their show tonight as i'm filming i believe is when it was scheduled uh in arizona though i that very possibly got cancelled as well i couldn't uh I, I, i didn't see the update uh from there but that should be the last of the cancellations according to the band so uh that's what we got there next we have mastodon has announced, well, kinda sorta, Bill Kelleher from Mastodon has announced that they are going to be doing a new record in 2024. And that's really the update there. We just had to yes, please, and thank you because a new Mastodon is always a good thing. And then next up, we're talking about Thy Art Is Murder. Uh, They put out new music not that long ago that we talked about here on the channel. It was like six months ago, I believe. And they're putting out another new record. This time though, So, the name of the record is Godlike. Uh, This is with a brand new vocalist. Over the very recent past, we're not going to go too deep into this just because that's not the kind of show we are, but uh, over the recent past, some things have happened as far as uh, former vocalist CJ McMahon um, voicing his personal opinion on his personal social media and uh, it not going over too well with the very vocal minority of their fan base, of, of any base of anything, <laughs> uh, which, you know, is his right to do, but also the band's right to react in the way that they did. So they fired CJ. They did not give an announcement in their press release making when they said this. They did not name their new vocalist, which I found kind of weird, uh, but they do have a new vocalist. All of the work that CJ did on their current record, Godlike, which is out very soon, Uh, All of his work has been pulled. The New Guy stepped in and recorded all of the songs himself. Uh, Though, if they're using CJ's lyrics, which I don't know what their songwriting process is, so maybe he doesn't write the lyrics and this is a non-issue, but if they're still using CJ's lyrics, then he's still getting paid for the residuals off of the record because he's the writer, or a writer anyway. So that's a little bit of a murky area as far as like, I mean, we, they're trying to distance themselves from somebody they view as bad for their image, uh, they view uh, their his personal politics don't align with the band politics, and so on and so forth. So, again, understandable situation, as crummy as it is, but there's still that legal issue of, well, you're playing my music, so I should still get paid right uh that's exactly uh the music version anyway of what we're seeing in hollywood as far as writers go so yeah very very interesting situation there if anything else comes of this, which CJ has said that he will be doing a live stream on his personal uh, Twitch channel, I believe. Uh, So if anything more comes of this, we will be following up, but until otherwise noted, that's the way Thy Art is Murder is sitting, so let's move on. Our next one comes from Devin Townsend, Metal Master himself. Mr. Townsend has announced that he will be reissuing his landmark solo outings, his solo debut uh, of Infinity. It will be coming out on November 24th, it will be released as a two-disc digipack. There's going to be a digital version as well as a vinyl version as well. But the note that they're all going to be the same music, but like it's two CDs, so that's significant. Uh, I think it's it's uh three or four vinyls, too, if I'm not mistaken. So huge. Uh, but the second disc is going to be new artwork, some other takes of things, and just a whole lot of extra Devin Townsend. And I'm kind of here for it because if, uh, yeah, if you are into the heavy musics, then Devin is the guy that scratches the itch in as many ways as possible. Uh, So that's what we got for regular ass news. That leaves us with suggestions this week for music, and we're going in a complete 180, at least in some people's eyes, because it's not a metal record, it's not a rock record even, it's a hip hop record. We are talking about Notorious B.I.G, Life After Death, the record that came out right before he was murdered, uh, March 26th, 1997. Standout tracks on this record, we got Hypnotize, Mo' Money, Mo' Problems. Uh, Notorious Thugs is honestly one of my favorite Biggie songs of all freaking time, featuring Bone Thugs and Harmony. It's kind of great. Going Back to Cali is a hell of a dance tune, and this is just a fantastic record. If you haven't listened to it for a while, go back and listen to it. If you've never heard it because you don't generally listen to hip-hop, this is one of the most stellar examples of the genre. Do yourself a favor and listen to some Notorious B.I.G. Life After Death. Now, let's move into gaming and tech. And this is gaming and tech the way it was intended. It's a big section this week. In gaming and tech, we have uh, the Smash Brothers Killer is getting a sequel. We're going to talk about that. Uh, plus, the the Screen Actors Guild strike is going to expand, even as the writers uh, strike is contracting and actually going away. But we're going to talk about that in movies, as well as iPhone 15 launched. We've got a couple of things to talk about there. Plus, I can get you hooked up with a free PlayStation 5 game. There is a giant caveat to that, though. So let's get into gaming and tech, shall we? Starting with. Follow ups and corrections. Our follow up this week is Nickelodeon All Star Brawl 2. The sequel finally has a release date, and that is November 3rd. So, one of the two, because the other one was Warner Brothers Multiverses, and that one is still on hiatus, but it is supposed to be coming back. But one of the two big uh, Smash Brothers killers, uh, the casual, I forget exactly the kind of. the subgenre of fighting games that they created for Smash Brothers and games like that, Brawlhalla, is one of those. Um, but yeah, the Nickelodeon All Stars Volume Two is uh, is happening November third. Let's move on. Next up, we have uh, regular ass news to get out of the way, and so let's get into the strikes. SAG-AFTRA, the Actors Guild, is. Uh, has authorized, they are not going to strike just yet, but has authorized a strike should it be needed for the next round of negotiations for the actors' contracts with the gaming industry. The the negotiations are supposed to happen sometime before the end of this month. If you want to see specifically like which developers or publishers or whatever, are involved in the strike. You can follow the link down in the description. That is the best way to do it. But if anything comes from this, which very likely will, we will be keeping tabs as needed. From there though, let's move into, uh, this is a super techy, nerdy uh, thing. So if you're not an audio producer, if you're not an audio guy in general, an audio person in general, I should say, uh, then this is probably gonna bore you. And I apologize, so skip forward a little bit and we'll try and get past this as quick as possible. But if you are an audiophile like myself, then this is kind of huge, honestly. Uh, So what it is, I'm I'm totally burying the lead here. PreSonus and Bitwig, both uh, developers of their own DAW software, Digital Audio Workspace software. The non-linear workspaces that everyone in the industry uses. Uh, Pro Tools is technically a DAW, but it's not made by either of these guys, either way. I'm rambling. Uh, PreSonus and Bitwig have teamed up together to try and develop a DAW universal file format. So, uh, at first, when they finally launch it, because it is a still in the alpha stages, if I'm remembering this correctly, it could be beta stages, but either way, it's not available to the public just yet, but, once it is available to, available to the public, what it is going to do is if you are using PreSonus's software or if you're using Bitwig software and you have a co-conspirator, somebody who is editing the information with you in tandem to some degree, then, uh, and they're using the opposite software, then you're not going to have to make sure you both are running the same software once this file format is completed. You're just going to need to make sure that you both have the same plugins, which is a huge, huge relief because the way it currently works, like when I'm sending files back and forth with my audio partners, um, usually what happens is we have to render out a file or a project rather into its individual stems. A stem is basically the track for an instrument. So like all of the guitar takes that we did are get, mixed down into one track and then that gets exported as its own individual audio file called a stem, Uh, usually in wave format because it's uncompressed. Uh, So if you have five members of your band, then generally stems come in five uh, different, you're gonna have drum stem, you're gonna have two guitar stems, you're gonna have bass stem, you're gonna have vocal stem. Uh, And and unless, you know, depending on the project. So, you have to render out those stems, send them off to your partner who is then going to import them into their DAW software. And that DAW software, uh, if if you have different uh, VST plugins, you have different uh, anything really, aside from just the hardware, then you're going to have to then re-render these stems with any work that you have done to them and send them back over. And this is honestly the tldr version of this process this is a very involved process as it stands right now and there is more than just those two daw's presonus and bitwig Uh, i mean i don't need i don't use either of those i don't use pro tools either i use i use two different ones actually i use adobe uh, audition as well as reaper because reaper is ten times a million times cheaper than any of the other ones and uh it's easy for us to communicate through reaper but uh so they're trying to presonus and bitwig coming back to the story they're trying to make the audio format as available as possible to all daw uh, developers so hopefully someday reaper will have this option available so that i can transfer my Reaper projects back and forth with Adobe Audition, hopefully Adobe would get in on this boat as well, but who knows, because Adobe, Uh, but either way, that's pretty freaking huge, and I apologize for rambling, let's get back to the things that the normies will like, Uh, let's continue on, shall we, next up we have Amazon for the first time in this section, Uh, this one is the less than exciting one, Amazon is getting sued by the FTC. That is correct, you heard me right. They're getting sued by more than just a couple of states and the District of Columbia. Now they are also getting sued by the uh, governing body of the trade, the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, So the FTC alleges that Amazon is preventing its merchants from offering lower prices on other platforms and forces them to use Amazon's logistics services which the FTC claims to be monopoly practices. So that's what they're being sued for, for running a monopoly. That's pretty freaking huge. Uh, Like I said, the lawsuit is joined by 17 other states as well as DC. So something's gonna come of this and we will definitely be keeping tabs when it does. From there, we have uh, some discussion on the iPhone. Let's. This is gaming too, so we've got a little bit of tech, a little bit of gaming here. First up, the tech part. The iPhone 15 Pro Max just launched, and so it ha- it is getting reviewed by everybody. And iFixit has given it because the big thing that they're trying to say that they're a part of the uh, the the consumer repair community isn't exactly true so according to iFixit on a score out of 10 uh, they have given the iphone 15 pro max a 4 for its repairability as far as uh, how it relates to the end user so end user repairability for an iphone 15 pro max pretty minimal. Uh, There are some things that you are able to fix, though there's a lot of things that you can't, largely because of the way their software is run on the phone, so that's pretty freaking significant. Uh, But that is not the only thing we're talking about here for the iPhone 15 Pro. Uh, iPhone 15 Pro Max and iPhone 15, I think the entire family line of iPhone 15s, is going to, uh, is marking, I guess I should say, a bit of a change for the way Apple is perceiving the gaming community because uh it is very noteworthy that the um, resident evil the village uh so resident evil 8 is running on the iphone like they're offering it in the apple store you can buy this game for your iphone or for the m1 uh what the the m1 processor uh, uh chips the the ipads with the m1 processor in them I've, i forget exactly which models they are but this is kind of a big Transition from Apple being very not friendly to game developers, and now they're offering big games, huge AAA titles in their online download store. Uh, so, uh, as well as uh, the 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 Village, we also have Death Stranding and Assassin's Creed Mirage. So they're really getting in on this. Uh, I, I'm very intrigued what the future holds with this new new outlook on life that Apple has these days. That's all we got there though so let's move over to Platinum Games this one is kind of all over gaming news right now. Platinum Games co-founder Hideki Ka- Kamaya. sorry if I, I, I know I mispronounced that name and I apologize right now. Uh, Hideki Kamiya is leaving Platinum Games. Hideki was part of the development process for games like Bayonetta and uh, Wonderful 101 uh, it doesn't exactly say what happened there is a lot of speculation about things that could have happened behind the uh, behind closed doors project gg is kind of central to all of that speculation that is the game that he was currently working on uh and now he's not or he's taking the ip with him wherever he goes and that has not been decided just yet but a in a titan of the industry is heading out on his own so things are going to get interesting i would imagine uh next up on the list let's talk about that free playstation 5 game shall we uh so sony is trying to get a lot more people to convert uh, be it from ps4 to the ps5 or maybe from the xbox to the ps5 Uh, it doesn't necessarily matter as long as you purchase a brand new playstation 5 console you get a free triple a title so there is a caveat to this but let's go over the list of games that you can pick from because it's not just whatever game you want but there's some pretty big hitters in here so the list is as follows you can pick from spider-man remastered spider-man miles morales uh god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west ghost of tsushima director's cut ratchet and clank rift apart demon souls yes Uh, The Last of Us Part 1, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, Returnal, Uncharted, Legacy of Thieves Collection, and Death Stranding Director's Cut. So if you are thinking of, maybe I should get a PlayStation for Christmas, maybe if you can make it work sooner, the better because the big caveat here is a you have to purchase a brand new console so anyone who purchased or anyone who uh, has purchased and activated their console previous to september 23rd you do not qualify but as of september 23rd if you buy a new playstation 5 console you get one of those 12 games for free until October 20th the the cutoff date for this is October 20th, which is why I say if you're thinking about getting it for Christmas Maybe scrape together the the fundage a little bit quicker and do it sooner So you can jump into this console generation with some AAA gaming at hand because it ain't cheap these days uh, But yeah, so that's what we got there. Let's move over back to Amazon. This one's the exciting one But not necessarily an a good way. So Amazon Prime is getting a little bit more expensive, kind of, and in very interesting ways. So uh, if you currently have Amazon Prime, you don't have to change anything. You will not be paying more money for your service but your service is going to change ever so slightly. You're still going to have the same access to programming that you do uh, up, up till now, but going forward as of uh, sometime early 2024, they haven't said exactly when this is rolling out, but sometime early 2024, it's going to be commercial. You're, you're gonna commercials. So you're gonna see commercials in the programming on Amazon Prime, which is something we don't have currently. If you want to upgrade your service so that you don't see these commercials, it's going to cost you an extra $3 a month. So like I said, it's a little murky, a little kind of goofy, but that is definitely the way it is. So this program is being rolled out in the US, the UK, Germany, and Canada. Like I said, sometime early 2024. It will be rolled out the rest of the world over shortly thereafter, but a time frame has not been made available. We will keep you posted. But let's move on. Uh, That is the last regular ass piece of news. So let's talk gaming In tech suggestion. It's Mortal Kombat 1. I do, (laughs) what can I say? It's Mortal Kombat 1. No reason to beat around the bush. This game rocks. uh we're gonna talk a little bit about it in that just happened this week because i meant to do it last week but didn't happen because last week's episode didn't happen so uh yeah we're gonna get into it uh, a little bit it's not all sunshine and rainbows but it's still pretty great so definitely it's worth the money to buy it right now while it's still brand new mortal kombat 1 i'm gonna stop rambling let's keep going Comic books and books, Uh, yeah, this week in comic books and books, it's a quickie. We've got a follow-up for Spider-Man. We have a new Batman comic book dropping a trailer, and that's about it. So let's talk about the news. Uh, The comic book's follow-ups and corrections this week is Spider-Man. So the Ultimate Universe just keeps getting bigger. Jonathan Hickman is writing another Ultimates book once the new Ultimates Universe is officially in full swing. Uh, It is set for excuse me it is set for uh, january 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 uh, of 2024 and it is going to be done with marco chichetto and uh, that's all we know right now. Uh, previews just rolled out, so that's kind of like, we got a little bit of a synopsis for this, but really, Ultimate Spider-Man's coming back. That's the thing to note. Let's move forward. Uh, from there, we have a new trailer. Like I said, new Batman comic book, uh, Batman Gargoyle of Gotham, done in the style of The Batman, the animated series called The Batman, not the Matt Reeves live-action The Batman. Which, side note real quick, uh, I find it increasingly hilarious that J.J. Abrams and Matthew Reeves, uh, two of the biggest nerds in Hollywood, also are the showrunners for that show Felicity back in the late 90s, early aughts that my sister subjected me to every freaking week. Anyway, (laughs) yeah, so new Batman trailer, it it looks great. Like the artwork that is actually from the book looks fantastic. The trailer's interesting, definitely has me intrigued why they went that direction with the trailer. But that's all we got so far, so let's move now into uh, suggestions for books this week. It's not a comic book suggestion, it's a book suggestion. It's actually two book suggestions because Mortal Kombat. And yeah. Both Mortal Kombat books, I'm I'm I hear rumor that there is a third one somewhere. I have never been able to find an actual copy of it, just reports of it existing on the internet, which it's gotta be true then, right? But so the the novelization of the first movie is an interesting read. It definitely adds a couple of things that you don't get in the movie, a l- little bit more depth and character development and so on and so forth, but uh, probably not the greatest prose around. Uh, the Mark Roven, I'm sorry, Jeff Roven novel, though that is based on the characters created by Ed Boone and John Tobias is a different universe unto itself and is such an interesting interpretation of the Mortal Kombat characters that it absolutely must be read by anybody who is even a passive fan of the Mortal Kombat franchise. So go read both of these books. should be able to read the novelization of the first movie pretty quickly. The the Jeff Roven book though is a bit of a slog so be, be prepared. It's worth it though. I totally dig it. That's what we got for suggestions, let's move on. TV shows, also going to be short. We have a fan favorite franchise is apparently getting rebooted. We talked about this as a rumor and now I think it's been confirmed. Plus trailers for a show that we've been keeping tabs on and that's about it. So, follow ups and corrections. Our follow up this week is The Office is apparently getting rebooted. Don't kill the messenger. Um, Yeah, apparently this is a thing that we talked about the possibility of it happening, uh, I think it was back in June. It was definitely before the writers' strike. so yeah, I don't I can't remember exactly when we talked about it. But yeah, it was it was rumored at the time and now it's being reported on by some of the big trades that this is a legitimate thing. As soon as the riders strike comes to its 100% official end, which we will get to again in movies, uh, as soon as that happens, then Greg Daniels is on board to develop a reboot to The Office in the US. And then all of this at the same time is happening while they're doing an Australian version of The Office which I find intriguing and slightly worrisome. Um, But yeah, so this is happening. NBC has greenlit it. No word as to whether or not it's going to be on standard terrestrial television or if they're going to put it up on a streamer somewhere. But we'll keep tabs and move on. Uh, From there, let's talk about the trailer we got this week. Upload Season 3 finally dropped trailer, and I'm so excited for it. October 20th is when Season 3 will be available on Amazon Prime, because this is one of the shows that didn't get canceled from Amazon Prime, so that's exciting. That's all we have for TV streaming, though, except for suggestions. TV suggestions, Ahsoka, there's really, did you really, was that a surprise at all? This Ahsoka series is just killer right now. If you're not watching it, find a way to sail those seven seas, my friend, because not everybody wants to give money to Disney, but Ahsoka might be reason to give money to Disney. Ahsoka and the first two seasons of Mando, but first two seasons of Mando are coming out on DVD and Ahsoka's brand new, so you have to watch it because it's that good. Ahsoka, go watch. That's your suggestion this week for TV. All right, so movie section this week, a little bit bigger than the TV section, but only a little bit. Uh, We have Toxic Avenger update there. We also have Hunger Games dropping trailers, as well as a big update on the writer's strike specifically. So let's talk about it. Uh, In follow-ups and corrections, we do have the follow-up on the Toxic Avenger starring Peter Dinklage because, (laughs) because that makes total sense. Uh, If you saw the original movie, then yeah, sure. Just do whatever the hell you want. Uh, The biggest thing here is the casting. I don't think we've ever gone over this because I think... I think this is the time the first time we've gotten a confirmation of casting for it but either way it's a finished movie it was at a film festival over the past weekend so very interesting there's actually reviews if you look hard enough though I don't know how hard you have to look anymore since it's been a few days but rambling let's talk about this uh, update so we already know Peter Dinklage going to be playing Toxie actually going to be playing Toxie it's not they're not going to bring in another actor once he becomes The uh, Winston Goose is the name of the character before he becomes the Toxic Avenger. Uh, and then noteworthy here, we got Elijah Wood. I don't remember this. Why is this a thing? <laughs> Fritz uh, Garbinger is the secondary vi- villain that is going to be played by Elijah Wood. And then his brother, <laughs> Bob Garbinger, uh, is played by Kevin Bacon, because Elijah Wood and Kevin Bacon are close enough in age to be brothers, apparently. Uh, He's going to be the main villain, uh, according to what we've read Uh, Jacob Tremblay is going to be playing Toxie's stepson, so Peter Dinklage's stepson is going to be played by Jacob Jacob Tremblay. And then Taylor Page, whom I didn't recognize and I apologize for that because I feel like I should know her from something, uh, is going to be playing character of J.J. Doherty, who is an investigative reporter and moonlights as something of a vigilante detective. Uh, so, yeah, pretty huge. There's screenshots, I hopefully, you're seeing if you're watching the uh, YouTube or Rumble version of the show. Um, but, yeah, so that's that's the first update that we have. The second one is Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. We finally have a streamer that has been announced for this movie. As of October, you can stream the horror movie, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, on peacock uh no exact date was given when it was going to be brought to the service but if you have peacock they're probably already pushing it at you i haven't brought up my peacock for uh a few weeks at this point so i don't know but uh yeah the the, the that's it's a thing that i think they're gonna push throughout the month of october so uh it's worth it especially if you already have peacock then go watch winnie the pooh because it's has no right being as good of a horror movie as it is not saying it's a good horror movie just saying they made that thing with five dollars and a prayer and it's better than that so uh yeah so from there we got some trailers for movies this week as well a new bill burr comedy on netflix called Old Dads that is definitely going to be worth a watch. Uh, The trailer is pretty freaking awesome. Uh, That movie comes out, again, on Netflix October twentieth. It will be rated R, so kind of forewarning, don't watch the trailer with kids. Uh, And then the other big trailer we got this week was The Hunger Games' Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes and sure this is the second trailer Uh, we already know that this is a thing that's going to make a billion dollars uh november 17th is when that one drops so no real crazy changes to the uh, release date there so that brings us into our regular ass news we only have one piece of regular s news and that is the writer's strike update it is coming to an end so the contract renegotiations the studios finally caved-ish on some of the things as far as like AI goes and streaming uh, residuals and so on and so forth. So that's good. That was the big sticking points. Everyone involved seems to be praising the details of this. We're not going to go over the details necessarily because literally everybody else is talking about this, but it should be known that uh, the... As of tomorrow as I'm filming this, so today as you're watching this, uh, that is when the official 100% go ahead is going to, should be given, though it could be another week or so. That's still kind of in limbo. But when it is ratified, assuming nothing changes, when it is ratified, then the changes will go back all the way to May 2nd. Uh, So people who are owed money will be owed money from over a month ago. over a few months ago what is it it's October and that's May that's a lot of months anyway so yeah all of those changes will be retroactive through May 2nd of 2023 so that's pretty freaking cool and then I believe the contract uh length is something like three years so we could be going through this again in three years or they could just renew it then if that happens we'll talk about it from there though the oh our suggestion this week is a really interesting suggestion. Continuing with our Mortal Kombat theme, movie suggestion this week is a new movie called Mortal Kombat Death Movie is a very loose term here. It's actually a short. It's about 15 minutes long, just under 15 minutes long. It's a battle between Scorpion and Sub-Zero. But, I mean, if you are a huge Mortal Kombat nerd like myself, and you watched the trailer for it that was released, I believe, about two or three weeks ago, I think we actually talked about it here, uh, then you were led to believe that that was all it was going to be. So I was pleasantly surprised to see Raiden in this bad boy as well. And it looks like they're ramping up to maybe, hopefully, do a proper full-length movie with this universe and these characters and so on and so forth. So I'm super here for it. Not the best fight choreography and definitely not the best dialogue writing, but it's still pretty awesome to see fan-made movie go this far. So go watch it for yourself. Link down in the description. Mortal Kombat Rite is on YouTube for free. It's 15 minutes of your time. Go have fun. Rumor mill, we've got the little tiny baby rumor mill. That's probably gonna be changing. What with the rider strike and everything, the size of the rumor mill is very likely going to increase once we can uh, uh, try and predict the future because there's a future to predict. So uh, this week we have a uh, reboot in order apparently, if, according to rumors that we've covered number of times actually at this point. Uh, also Wonder Woman huge rumor flies in the face of previous reports as well as another Nintendo Switch port that probably doesn't deserve to happen. So let's talk about all of that in this week's rumor mail. So first up we have confirmation reputations. Our confirmation this week is the office reboot series is apparently actually freaking happening at least it is getting developed it's that they haven't started filming they they did give the go-ahead for or the green light for filming but it hasn't started so a lot can happen between now and then but It would seem this is a thing that we're confirming. Uh, Then let's move over to new sources on old rumors. Our new source has to do with the MCU soft reboot. We've talked about this twice before, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, and then about six months ago is the first time we heard it. Uh, Secret Wars is set to be a soft reboot for this new, and this is coming from literally every leaker uh, source that I have that deals in Marvel, everyone is saying this in some fashion. So very freaking likely this is going to happen. The most believable scenario is that somewhere in the Secret Wars movie, we're going to be introduced to effectively a battle world in the multiverse. So the multiverse is going to factor in very very heavily obviously because that's what they're building to and then we're going to end up in a different universe by the end of the movie that is going to be the new MCU moving forward. So it's no longer gonna be the 616. It's gonna be something else so that Feige can kind of take piecemeal from all of the things that he knows works, all the things that he likes personally, and then all of the other you know social justice boxes he, he feels like he has to check, are all going to find their way into the new universe and we're going to leave the 616 behind. It could work. It could work. You got a lot of heavy lifting to do between now and then but it could work. Let's get into new rumors now, shall we? We only have three of these bad boys this week, so it'll be quick. First up is Halloween. This is being reported on as if it were fact by some outlets and I have not been able to verify this at all. So this is still very much in the rumor territory, but the Halloween franchise, according to a few rumor sources, uh, Miramax is said to be shopping around the franchise to a number of other studios for very potentially a reboot. One source very obviously says that that's the plan, they want to reboot. Then another one, uh, I, I saw another source was saying that the, the plan actually is they're looking for somebody to develop a TV series based on the Halloween uh, franchise. And then another one even still elaborated on the TV series idea saying that no, no, not just a TV series, but a TV series set specifically in the world of Halloween three. So not even dealing with Michael Myers, at all. Uh, the, all of these things. All right, are we going to be seeing Halloween rebooted somehow, be it a TV show, new movie, what have you? I think there is approximately a 65% likelihood that we will be seeing some sort of reboot to the Halloween franchise. Will it be Season of the Witch? I really hope not. But it could. So let's move on. Uh, our next one has to do with Wonder Woman. Yes, we're back to Galgadot rumors of Wonder Woman. That's what the rumor says. Galgadot will in fact, will in fact, in spite of previous reports, will in fact be re- returning to the role of Wonder Woman for James Gunn moving forward in the DCU. Okay, um, so we have Gal saying that she wants it, that she actually met with Gunn. Then we have, I believe it was Zaslov saying, no, Gal's done, she's not coming back. We have a number of other uh, very reputable Hollywood trades also reporting that actually, no, Gal's not going to be the one coming back. And now we have one of the biggest industry insiders telling us that yes, in fact, what Gal Gadot said is what we're going with, not what everybody else said. 50% likely that we will be seeing Gal Gadot return as because that is just way too much stuff to parse through to say definitively yes or no. So we're gonna ride that fence and say 50%. And then our final rumor this week is just a whole lot of fun after the Mortal Kombat 1 debacle on the Switch. We now have rumor that we're going to be seeing Red Dead Redemption 2 find its way over to the Switch which is a thing that apparently Nintendo thinks should happen because they're not already working with almost two decades old hardware no they're working I don't I don't get it but apparently this this comes from not from any sort of industry insider or anything from a ratings board in Brazil I'm going to chalk this one up to a typo, uh, that they, you know, whoever put in this information was just uninformed as to where the game existed exactly, so they put in kind of blanket statements as far as Red Dead Redemption 2, and that included the Switch. I don't think, I don't think that this is going to happen. But because it is an official piece of paper, we still have to kind of give it a little bit more credence than I'm comfortable with. So we're gonna say 40% likely that we will be seeing Red Dead Redemption 2, weird, on the Switch. And that, nerds, is the rumor mill as well as the episode so what did i miss what should we talk about in the next one let me know in the comments down low if you will if though you're feeling uh like you have lost something you don't know what the hell we're talking about in some of these cases then that means you're falling behind on your nerd news and you need to catch up so click or tap the boxes that should be sh- popping up to the side of my face assuming you're watching on youtube either way i appreciate your face nerds we will see you in the next one before we go always always remember that if it's generally nerdy it's probably here